Hello, everyone. I'm Marty Pospisil, and I'm actually doing a Zoom market update with you for our March 2023 real estate market update from JP Vermont. I'm here for a couple of days, um, just enjoying uh, a little bit of R&R uh, skiing in the gladed areas of the mountain. Really, really enjoying it. I uh, thought I'd start out with that. Just a really super cool video. Not sure how it will pick up uh, HD over uh, over Zoom, but I wanted to share that with you nonetheless. Having a great time out here, but I digress. Let me get into the actual numbers that you're all here to watch. It is March 2023, and we've had a very interesting month uh, over the last 30 days where we are looking at activity month to month. And you can see there's some really interesting things happening with supply and demand. If we look overall what's going on, we can see the demand has spiked. And that is typical. That's a cycle we get for our spring market. In February, March, we do get an uptick in um, activity. And the supply, if it doesn't keep up with that, will cause some price increases. And that's exactly what we've had here in our benchmark price increases month to month. So if we look at sales activity year over year for detached houses, we've seen a 49% drop. If we look at the benchmark price year over year for detached houses in Greater Vancouver, 12% down are the prices. The benchmark price since last month for detached houses actually jumped up 0.7%. Very interesting. Why is that? Again, that cycle, that uptick of demand was not met by the gradual supply increase that we're seeing. And that's why we had that jump in pricing. If we look at attached townhomes and duplexes, sales activity year over year down 35%. Prices down 6% year over year. Benchmark price last month up 1.8%. Very interesting. If we look at attached apartment condos, we saw the sales activity year over year down 50%. Benchmark prices year over year down 3%. And last month, a jump in pricing of 1%. What's hot and what's not? Let's just look at, first of all, the uh, metric that I'm using to track the activity in the market, and that's the sales ratio. And if we're over 21%, we're in a seller's market. There's upward pressure on pricing. If we're between 12 and 20%, it's balanced. Pricing should remain relatively constant. But if the sales ratio or the absorption rate, the number of sales per month, drops below 11%. That is when we enter the buyer's market territory and there's downward pressure on pricing. So let's look at the various areas. Detached houses, Vancouver West Side. Uh, last month, we had 5% buyer's market sales ratio. We are now at 14% in a balanced market. Very interesting. We look at condos, townhomes, Vancouver West Side. Last month, we were at 15%, and we have now jumped to 23%, a big jump in pricing, or sorry, in, in activity last month because of that uptick in demand. And if we look at uh, condos, townhomes downtown, last month at 13%, we even had an increase here, up to 16%, still in balanced market territory. Let's go over to the east side, look at detached houses. Last month, we had an 11% sales ratio. This month, for houses on the east side, we jumped up to 18%. So we're still in a balanced market, but high up in that range. Let's go in the east side for Vancouver condos and townhomes. Last month, we were at 16%. Amazing jump here, 
up to 32%. So the sales ratio on the east side actually doubled last month. Crazy, crazy activity into a strong seller's market. What's happening in the burbs? Pretty well reflective of what we see in um, Vancouver. We've seen all the sales ratios jump up. Apart from three outliers, Port Coquitlam, New Westminster, uh, and Ladner and Tawasin, four of them, uh, for at, for detached, for attached, we've seen again an uptick in the sales ratios uh, throughout the Lower Mainland, uh, apart from Pitt Meadows and North Delta. So this is happening throughout the burbs. We're getting that increased activity, and there's not enough inventory to feed that demand. Okay, and we're seeing that in the provincial stats as well. Overall, for BC, the sales ratio is typically in that balanced market range with some product dropping into the buyer's market. And sales by region following the same same sales ratio uh, trend dropping down into that balanced market with that slight uptick last month. So what's happening with prices? We look at the average price graph um, for Greater Vancouver. We can see generally we're seeing that decline in houses, townhomes, and condos and a little uptick over the last month. Sales to actives, listings ratio by region, again, dropping down. If we were to forecast, uh, looking at our market drivers, <clears throat> we can see the inventory levels are still holding quite low. That's the main thing that is controlling our market right now, it seems, because very, very few properties are coming onto the market, not as many as we need to meet that demand. Consumer confidence is, of course, down with that looming recession. Inflation and the cost of borrowing are still the other two deterrents. But again, it's amazing the impact that that low inventory is really having on our marketplace today, uh, controlling those price fluctuations. And because it's only a steady increase, which we'll see later, we've actually seen those increases in prices. Um, consumer confidence typically down. Unemployment rate is fluctuating at a low level of around 5% uh, nationally and a slight uptick for BC from 4.2 to 4.4. Typically very low for uh, entering into that recessionary period, which they say is coming in July. Uh, but we are watching that uh, closely as well. So in general, the Canadian economy is slowing quickly as the Bank of Canada hikes the interest rates to tamp down on excessive inflation as a prelude to that potential recession that's coming this year. So that's echoed throughout a lot of the articles we're reading uh, day to day in all of our newspapers. Um, and the forecast, of course, as I mentioned, uh, for Canada is for that recession to begin in the third and fourth quarter. So we may see that in July. So inflation, is that the last, last hike? Well, again, inflation, um, there's many reasons why it happened last year. Um, but primarily, we had high consumption. The government handed out a lot of money to businesses and um, residents in Canada. Uh, and the, the consumer spending went up and up and up. Um, and the inflation grew as we grew into the year. And we've seen that sort of hit that peak earlier this year. But what the government's trying to do with the tightening of the fiscal policy <clears throat> is to curve that consumerism and bring the inflation back down to their target rate of 2 to 3%. And it seems to be having an impact, even though they say it can take 18 to 24 months for it actually to start bringing those rates down. Um, that what they're trying to prevent is, of course, hyperinflation, where the wages increase because inflation is high, 
people spend and inflation goes up and it starts to become a cycle. Um, and that's where we're at now. We're just dipped below 6% at 5.92%. Uh, that's good news, but we're still about 4% higher than we need to be um, where they would like to get down to that 2% rate. Okay, so if we're looking at the cost of borrowing, there's various new rules that are coming down the pike from OSFI, as I mentioned, to control um, the uh, um, applications for mortgages that are coming in. That will have some potential impact on the market over the next few months. There's all the back-to-back -back rate increases we've had, eight of them um, for a total of 4%, trying to tighten up that policy and the overnight rate is impacting those mortgage rates and starting to slow everything down. So it does have an effect. There's where the variable and the fixed rate is gone. Uh, and as I talked about last month, there's some really interesting factors that cause the impact of these interest rates to be much greater for Canadians compared to our US counterparts. One of the big reasons is in the US, you can get 30 year terms where and and they're not impacted at all if they're in the middle of their term with these fluctuations in rates, whereas Canadians typically are on a five year term or less. So there's a lot of renewals taking place at these higher rates. So we are impacted much greater. And in fact, if we look at those 4%, uh, if we take all of those factors into account, including that a very large percentage of Canadians are holding variable rate mortgages, um, that has an impact of about 12 percentage points, almost three times what the increase has had on Canadians. So that's quite interesting. So we're reading that in the media, of course. But prices are determined by supply and demand. And if the demand is spiking, and the supply is not keeping up with the demand, prices will increase. And that's what we've seen last month. Uh, and that's what we watch very closely. So um, one of the things uh, that uh, we do note is we're in a very interesting um, decreasing uh, falling market in that the inventory has been remarkably low compared to other points in history where we've gone into that falling market where the um, uh, inventory tends to peak. So this is one of the rare instances where we have low inventory and prices have been falling apart from last month. Uh, and that is an anomaly. The question is, how long will people be able to hold out? There's a very high percentage of property owners, as we've seen from recent stats that have come out from an SFU study, um, that uh, Vancouver property owners are very high in equity. And in fact, in some neighborhoods, uh, more than 50% uh, of the property owners don't hold mortgages. So that might be part of the reason some property owners can sort of withstand the storm and the inventories may not increase much. Um, that could change quickly. So those are active listings across BC and throughout the various uh, areas of BC. Let's look at West Side <clears throat> in particular for houses. We can see since December, starting at 403 homes, it went in January to 455 and in February to 480 homes. So we are getting an increase in inventory. It's just not enough to keep up with that increase in demand. If we look at West Side inventory for condos and townhomes, again, same story from December. We've seen an increase from 472 to 513 in January to 561 in February, but not quickly enough. So what's next for prices? Uh, we're, again, we can see 
for the forecast. If we look at our peak back in spring, we've seen an increase in the decline in prices. And the major factors are the rate increases, consumer confidence, cooling off periods, federal ban on foreign home buyers, and economic uncertainty being the deterrence. And the listing inventory surge has not happened yet. The inventory remains low. And again, that's the one thing that is the anomaly here um, that is controlling our market. It seems to be very powerful. So in conclusion, the recession may begin in July uh, from what the predictions are. We're still awaiting the effects of the Bank of Canada overnight rate increases. Again, that can take 18 to 24 months before we see those impacts, uh, which still hasn't hit yet in yeah, as dramatically as they had hoped. The inventory levels are increasing, but not fast enough to offset the current demand spike. And the rate of price decline will depend on demand and inventory levels. Again, economics 100. If that inventory remains low and the demand stays high, prices could continue up. <clears throat> if that demand falls off and the inventory continues to rise, we'll see a continuance of the price softening that we've seen for many months now since last spring. And if that does happen, we could see another 10 or 15% in price drops. So. Again, keeping you informed, we've got all of our podcasts and all of our YouTube videos and fireside chats online. If you're into the podcast, go to Apple, Spotify, and Google, and go to YouTube for our videos. Um, that's my March 2023 market update. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, just broadcasting here from beautiful Vermont here for a couple of days um, but pop on to all of our sites, please, and enjoy our videos, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And for Apple, for our podcast, go to Apple, Spotify, and Google. And that's my market update for March 2023. And I'll end on a fun note here. Let me just pop down and uh, go down to a video that I took in uh, beautiful uh, Burlington, which is the city you fly into when you come into Vermont. Now, Burlington was a lumber point port uh, in the mid-1800s, and many, many people settled in Burlington. It's a beautiful uh, town. And I took a drive down um, what they call Lakeview Terrace, which is on Lake Champlain, right along uh, the water, and saw some beautiful homes that we drove by. And I thought I'd take this video and just share it with you at the end. For those that uh, are interested in character homes, uh, some great restorations that are taking place in Burlington. And just throughout the countryside, beautiful estates, beautiful late 1800s to mid 1800 homes, early century homes as well. Uh, really, really great stuff if you're into that kind of thing. And I thought I'd end my update with that video. Everybody take care, have a wonderful, wonderful month, and we'll see you next month.